Hi there. Welcome back to Two Crows Podcast, and we're back with you with another cryptid episode. This week was requested that we do Wisconsin. Now, I've been through Wisconsin more than a number of times, considering I've lived in Minnesota since 2017, minus a little bit of time in Colorado, and it does not surprise me that there would be things living among that land. It's beautiful. I went to the Dells many times for camping, and I didn't experience anything, but many, many people have, and now I want to go back. Up first on the list is the Beast of Bray Road, Elkhorn, and according to Discover Wisconsin, this is one of the most well-known creatures on their list. The elusive aberration is said to roam the area of Bray Road, located just outside of the town of Elkhorn. This werewolf cryptid has had several sightings in the 1990s, with local newspapers reporting on the topic, and even eventually gaining some national news as the most popular werewolf sighting in the U.S. Many are skeptical of its existence, and others say that it has been confused as other folklore monsters such as a Wisconsin Bigfoot or a Wendigo. If you are interested yourself, then maybe you'll have to take a trip over to Bray Road at night and see for yourself. Now, according to NBC, there are many urban legends and mythological creatures that have captured the imaginations of people all over the world. Of course, there's Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest, the Loch Ness Monster in Scotland, too. But here in southern Wisconsin, the Beast of Bray Road is one spooky tale. The Beast is a wolf-like mythological creature that has reportedly been roaming around Walworth County for decades. There have been numerous sightings, and to this day, people are on the hunt for the beast. Back in May, there was a weekend where the Beast of Bray Road celebration to update people on the search of the creature took place. After the event, they had a film studio set up for you to be able to watch newer releases of sightings of this beast. Mike Ramsick interviewed a man who claims that he saw this beast. The correspondent says, with coronavirus affecting thousands, people afraid to leave the house and racial tension running high in the United States, stories about werewolves can provide quite the necessary distraction. But werewolves? Seriously? Around here, the Beast of Bray Road is a famous legend known for its location on Bray Road, which starts along Highway 11 east of Elkhorn and winds west to Highway NN and I-43, just on the other side of Elkhorn Area High School. There's been a movie about this mythical beast, a seven-foot hairy brown giant that has frightened locals who have claimed they have seen it. One of these locals is Lake Geneva resident Ron Rice. Every once in a while, Rice travels to the town of Lyons for work, 
where he drops off fertilizer at a farm on Highway 36 just west of Church Road. It's a Burlington address, and there is a circle gravel driveway where Rice loads up a truck with fertilizer. There are deep woods, according to Rice, about 150 feet away from the driveway. Back in May, Rice was on a routine drop-off in broad daylight sitting in his truck. He looked into the distance about 150 feet, he thinks, and a figure caught his eye. This thing was huge. It was over seven feet tall, Rice said. It was brown and hairy with coarse hair. It walked out and picked something up, then turned its back towards me and went back into the woods. Rice says the barn has a Ye Old Motel sign painted on it. When asked if he swears on his dead relatives that he saw a werewolf in real life, Rice didn't budge. I guess he moved from Bray Road to Lyons, Rice said. It didn't bother me at all. I was like, wow, now I know where he's staying. Two weeks later, Rice said, he saw the beast again, and again it walked out of the woods and quickly returned, with a brother that lives on Bowers Road, which is near Bray Road. Rice has heard plenty of stories about the beast. He kind of believed them, he said, but now that he's actually seen the beast, which is a bigger and hairier than he could have imagined, Rice will never doubt the story of the Beast of Bray Road again, but Rice didn't want people to find out for themselves. Why would I want to do that, he said. I'll leave that up to the media. We need to get a search party. Find it. According to Wikipedia, the Beast is a werewolf-like creature. The creature was first reported in 1936. The rash of claims sightings in the late 1980s and early 1990s prompted a local newspaper, the Walworth County Week, to assign a reporter, Linda Godfrey, to cover the story. Godfrey was initially skeptical but later became convinced of the sincerity of the witnesses. Her series of articles later became a book titled The Beast of Bray Road, tailing Wisconsin's werewolves. The beast has been described as something resembling Bigfoot, and it weighs anywhere from 400 to 700 pounds. On all fours, the beast is four feet tall, and standing on two legs, it is as much as seven feet, according to Godfrey's book. Southern Lake Newspaper the company that published the newspaper that last reported on a sighting of the beast in February of 2018. Danny Morgan reported seeing the beast about 10 p.m. January 27th of that year in the town of Spring Prairie while driving from Lake Geneva to his home in Monomani Falls. Morgan also provided a blurry cell phone photo of the beast as it approached the road from the ditch line. Why are the photos always so blurry? Many locals that are skeptical believe that this is just a large bear, or possibly a large ape-like creature that is not mythical at all, but other locals believe that they've really seen this monster.
Our next Wisconsin monster is Lake Winnebago Water Monster. On, of course, Lake Winnebago. Ever take a good look at a sturgeon before? They are some massive prehistoric fish that can be very intimidating up close and in person. This combination of its size and roots make for some creative folklore. Such inspiration for the Lake Winnebago water monster. Some say it's a sea serpent. Others say it's a colossal sturgeon. If there's one thing we do know, it's that there is a lot of mystery shrouded in the beast. Many fishermen continue to track the creature in hopes of catching it one day and proving its existence. The legend of the Winnebago water monster originates from a Native American legend surrounding a giant creature that lived in Lake Winnebago and feasted on elk and deer. According to John Zim, he writes, These deer it bore beneath the water and devoured, horns and all. Native Americans are said to have been too scared to cross the lake or any of the rivers lest the monster hunt them. After a sighting of the point in Nina, a local newspaper headline tried to claim the monster as the Nina Sea Serpent. This menacing creature is said to often lurk at the mouth of the Fox River waiting for its meals, and some tales even claim it had babies that still roam the waters of Lake Winnebago today. There seem to be a lot of sightings from fishermen of this beast, but none that claim to have actually caught it. And they believe that there are multiple of them in this lake and that they evade fishermen with every ounce of their being. Which leads us to another lake monster, the Devil's Lake Monster. The Nakota Sioux, who originally named Devil's Lake bad spirit in their native tongue, were often dragged beneath the surface by tentacles of some giant inhabitant of the lake. According to a story once told by a local chief, there was a bad drought one summer that dried up much of the lake. One morning the people awoke to the horror of a kraken-like beast flailing about to free itself from a dried-up patch of land. Devil's Lake was also regarded as Cthulhu, power zone, by certain occultists who would gather at its shore to conjure Lovecraft and horror from the deep. Now, according to the Devil's Lake website, someone says, I photographed the Devil's Lake sea monster twice. Well, the first time in 2010, I'd swear it was floating log. But when the photo showed up, without credit, on a paranormal website and later a YouTube video, I obviously stood corrected. Thing is, every time this photo gets shared around the web as a Devil's Lake monster, it gets blurrier. Here's the original shot. I will post this photo on the Instagram. I was out kayaking on the lake and thought, hey, that log looks like a sea serpent. Oops, I should have started that one. Now, Devil's Lake has had a long history of lake monster lore, going back to old stories supposedly passed on by the indigenous folks in the area. One story, depending on who tells it, these days, millions of visitors come to the lake each year, 
Occasionally, you'll hear a report from someone who was up hiking on the bluff trails, who will swear they saw something strange in the waters below. This brings me to the last time I photographed the monster. I will post this photo as well with the other one. Can you see it? I took this shot while hiking on the park's south bluff in 2017. I didn't even realize what was there until I enlarged the shot while editing. So when I enlarged the photo, there is like a dark entity under the water. It's hard to tell what it is, but people believe that that is the creature in the second photo. So I'll post them both on the Instagram account so you can take a look for yourself or you can look up the Devil's Lake Wisconsin uh, website and the photos are there as well. Stories of this lake monster in Devil's Lake were big news in 1920s and the 1930s, but over time they mostly faded away that's the thing about science and education. The more we know, the less easily we accept myths and fairy tales at face value. My wife and I spent time at the Loch Ness Center and Exhibit in Scotland in 2016. There we learned about all the real scientific problems that the legend of Nessie was up against, from a lack of food source sustainable populations, and even continental drift. While investigations at Loch Ness still go on today, it's pretty clear Nessie, Champ, and the rest are only real in the deep waters of our imaginations. Still, though, if one day the long neck and tiny head of a modern-day plesiosaur rose from Devil's Lake, well, that would be awesome. <laughs> I like this guy. Next on our list we have Thunderbirds from northern Wisconsin. Thunderbirds have been described as massive avian raptors. The native story tells of a great mountain that floats in the western sky where Thunderbirds gather. These giant birds are also one of the more applauded monsters on this list according to the legends, which tell how the birds were the enemies of the great horned snakes. They would prevent the snakes from overrunning the earth and devouring mankind, according to the native folklore. Strong evidence shows these creatures no longer exist, but fossils are recorded, and they say massive birds were likely residing in North America during the early periods of human history. I wonder if their spirits are still protecting the people there and keeping those pesky snakes away. Next up, Rocky of Rock Lake Lake Mills. As you can tell, my lovely co-host, Evelyn Summer Grace, came up here, and if you remember her from my other episode about her being in a movie that's coming out shortly. Um, she wanted to announce one of the monsters, so there we go. Moving just east of Madison lies the community of Lake Mills and Rock Lake. The curious thing about Rock Lake is that if you dive down in certain parts of the lake, you can find small pyramid-like structures these mounds were believed to have been created by the Aztlan natives. 
when the lake water levels were much lower. Among these ruins and the vegetation, one can supposedly discover Rocky, a large serpentine reptile. Rocky is said to dwell amongst the deeper section of the lake and reappear near the surface occasionally. Many reports occurred during the late 1800s of fishermen who would have violent encounters with the beast. These locals would encounter Rocky by their boats and along the shore where they would be traumatized once sighting the incognito beast hissing at them. I wonder if those large birds were going after the serpents like this. And then we also have the entire city of Whitewater, Wisconsin. Yes, the entire city. It's considered one whole hotspot for paranormal and unusual sightings. While not exactly dealing with cryptids, the second Salem town of Whitewater is known for its stories of witches and spirits. It all began with Morris Pratt in 1889, where he built the Pratt Institute, which dealt with topics of spiritual studies long before the existence of UW-Whitewater. There exists many local stories of the witch's triangle intersecting graveyards the witch's tower barricaded water tower and a mysterious locked book that is said to be in the special collection section of the artisan library which according to hearsay leads to the death of whoever reads it these spooky tales passed down through generations of Whitewater residents and UW-Whitewater students continue to be a part of the town's unique culture. With Wisconsin's creepy history, there is sure to never be a shortage of scary monsters to tell of, each one containing its own mystery of what might be lurking out there in the unknown. I think a trip out to Whitewater is definitely in the cards. I think I may do another episode on Whitewater in general as I dive into these things that I just encountered. It's just too much to add to another episode. So next up we have the Hodag Rhinelander. Perhaps one of the most unique and famous beasts on this list is the Rhinelander Hodag. The creature is so famous among northern Wisconsinites that it even has its own monument and country music festival. It was first reported in 1893 to have had the head of a frog, the grinning face of a giant elephant, thick short legs set off by a huge claws, and the back of a dinosaur. It also has a long tail with spears at the end. Sadly, the creature was soon to be revealed as a hoax by the man who claimed to discover it, but the legend of Hodag still carries on to this day. I just looked up a picture of him and he's pretty darn adorable. I don't think he's supposed to be adorable, but I would like a stuffed animal of him. 
Shepard had claimed to have captured another Hodag in 1896 after the first one that he had claimed to have captured in 19 or 1893, three years before. This one was captured alive, according to the Shepard's report. He had several bear wrestlers placed chloroform on the end of a long pole, which they worked into the cave and the creature where it was then overcome. What in the world? Did they really do that? Did he, like, place the fake hoax inside and then brought these bear wrestlers out with this pole so that he could go in there later and, like, grab out whatever it was he put in there? Okay, I'm gonna keep reading. Hold on. He displayed this hodag at the first um, county fair. Thousands of people came to see the hodag at the fair or at Shepard's display in a shanty at his house. Having connected wires to it, Shepard would occasionally move the creature, which would typically send the already skittish viewers fleeing the display. As newspapers, both locals and statewide and then nationally, began picking up the story of the apparently remarkable living creature, a small group of scientists from the Smithsonian Institute in Washington, D.C. announced they would be traveling to Rhinelander to inspect the apparent discovery. Their mere announcement spelled the end as Shepard was then forced to admit that the hodag was a hoax. After this, the hodag became the official symbol of Rhinelander, Wisconsin. It is the mascot of the high school and lends its name to numerous Rhinelander area businesses and organizations, including the annual music festival, Hodag County Music Festival. The city of Rhinelander's website calls Rhinelander the home of the hodag, a larger-than-life fiberglass sculpture of a hodag created by Tracy Goberville, a local artist, resides on the grounds of the Rhinelander Area Chamber of Commerce, where it draws thousands of visitors each year. Rhinelander Ice Arena houses two hodags, one a full-body creature just inside the entrance and the other one is an oversized head that blows smoke and has red eyes that light up, located in the corner just off the ice and which was created by the artist who designed and built the chamber hodag. Oh my gosh, this is amazing and I need to go here. Well, thank you for joining me again for another mini dive into some cryptids in a specific state. If you have a state you would like me to cover or a country or city or location or just a specific creature in general, feel free to email me at tylerholmes89 at gmail.com. And as always, every single one of my patrons helps keep this alive. If you want to join our little crow's nest, the smallest tier is $3 a month and everyone helps. I swear the $3 a month tier helps too. So if you think that that's not going to be huge to me, it really is. And I really appreciate you. You get episodes earlier and there's other benefits per tier. And I just joined with another company that's going to help me design some pebbling things for top tiers and I'll be sending out little packages to my top contributors 
I appreciate all of you, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Crow out.